from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Happy October, everyone. Welcome to our first episode for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Yay! You can cheer now. All right. Yeah. Cybersecurity Awareness Month for the month of October. Um, a lot of stuff being pushed out there. It was so funny because I think th- th- there were people waiting for midnight to turn uh, over on October 1st on, on, on Friday night, Saturday night. That LinkedIn and like all my feeds everywhere. Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And here's it, it's like all the marketing people like scheduled all their posts to go out right then and there. It was, it was quite fascinating and also uh, very overwhelming. Uh, so <laughs> welcome. Happy Monday, October 3rd, 2022. The Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief, where we're going to be talking about the stuff that matters. Not that awareness doesn't, but there is a slew of exploits going on and some stories that we really ought to be talking about today. And that's what we're going to be focused on on this morning's show. So before we do that, though, I'd love to share with you all my Monday morning espresso. Uh, I've got a lovely single shot here. If you guys can see that, you know beautiful i got a really strong type of coffee and it doubles just so concentrated i was like i'll do a single this morning want to pace myself it's only monday um so just so everyone knows there'll be no show on wednesday of this week it's yom kippur it's the jewish day of atonement i'll be uh, uh repenting for all my sins essentially from tuesday to wednesday so um, today, tomorrow, and Thursday are the only days we'll have shows. Then we'll be back on schedule uh, for the rest of the year, um, you know, barring you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and the whole night. So with that being said, coffee cup cheers. All right. CISA's warning of a Bitbucket vulnerability. So CISA issued a warning uh, this morning of an active exploitation of a recent Bitbucket vulnerability into Microsoft Exchange Zero Days. We're going to focus on Bitbucket. I've got the Microsoft Zero Days coming right up. So Bitbucket, which is a Git-based repository management solution, kind of like GitHub, GitLab, etc., tracked a CVE 2022-36804 with a CVSS score of 9.9. The now exploited vulnerability is described as a command injection bug that impacts multiple API endpoints of Bitbucket server and data center. An attacker with access to a public Bitbucket repository or with read permissions to a private one can execute arbitrary code by sending a malicious HTTP request. The issue impacts all Bitbucket versions released after 6.10.17, meaning that any version between 7.0.0 and 8.3.0 inclusive can be exploited by this vulnerability. There's a patch that was released for this flaw in August of 2022, but it appears that not all Bitbucket users have made the update. So now they are begging you to please do so. Attackers are exploiting a Dell driver vulnerability to deploy rootkit on targeted computers. The North Korean-backed group Lazarus, La, sorry, the North Korea-backed Lazarus group has been observed deploying a Windows rootkit by taking advantage of an exploit in the Dell firmware driver, highlighting a new tactic adopted by the North Koreans. The bring your own vulnerability driver attack, which took place in the autumn of 2021, is another variant of the threat actor's espionage-oriented activity called Operation Interception. That's directed against aerospace and defense industries. The campaign started with a spear phishing email containing a malicious Amazon-themed document and targeted employees of an aerospace company in the Netherlands and a political journalist in Belgium. 
Attack chains unfolded upon the opening and of the lore documents leading to the distribution of malicious droppers that were trojanized versions of open source projects corroborating recent reports from Google's Mandian and Microsoft. The intrusion also paved the way for the group's backdoor of choice dubbed um, Blinding Can, also known as Air Dry. Come on, one name, one name. I keep saying it. Why is no one listening? One name, one name. We don't need three. It becomes very confusing. Very, very confusing. Very, very, very confusing. So anyways, they're exploiting this Dell piece. Want to be mindful of it. Sorry, just whenever I see seven names, it just really throws me off here. Um, so um, you want to make sure you patch those and and, and, and block these drivers. Uh, and, and also make sure your EDR can pick it up. Microsoft is linking exploitation of an exchange zero day to state sponsored hacker group. So this is a new exploit. It's not proxy. Uh, it's proxy, not shell. So Microsoft's investigating the attacks that are exploiting the new exchange server zero day vulnerability and believes that a single state sponsored threat actor has been using them in really highly targeted attacks, meaning understanding what the zero day is not going broad with it, keeping it very focused, going after what you want espionage folks at its best track the cve 2022-41040 and two, uh, 21082 the company is aware of the attacks against fewer than 10 organizations globally the mstic observed activity related to a single um, activity group in august of this year that achieved initial access and compromised exchange servers by chaining uh, cve 41040 and 41082 in a small number of targeted attacks these attacks installed the chopper web shell to facilitate hands-on keyboard access which the attackers used to perform active directory reconnaissance and data exfil. Um, Vietnamese cybersecurity company GTSC, which informed the vendor about the vulnerability and their exploitation through the ZDI, the Zero Day Initiative, said it saw an attack aimed at critical infrastructure. Um, the security firm believes the attack was launched by a Chinese threat group. Prior exchange vulnerabilities that require authentication have been adopted into the toolkit of attackers who deploy ransomware, and these vulnerabilities are likely to be included in similar attacks due to the highly privileged access exchange systems confirm for the attacker. Patches for the two vulnerabilities have yet to be released. This impacts a slew of, um, of, of versions of exchange. It's 2013, 16, and 19, and there's about a quarter million vulnerable servers facing the internet at this time. So this has added the two flaws to its known exploit catalog, uh, making the list even longer than it once was. The Pentagon launched a bug bounty program. You guys remember how we celebrated it? Well, they've uncovered 350 vulnerabilities inside the DOD's network during a week-long bug bounty program that was held earlier this year, according to an initiative organizers. The Hack US, which offered financial rewards for sniffing at critical and high vulnerabilities in the system, operated by the pentagon competitors submitted 648 reports within the scope of the dod's vulnerability disclosure program to bug bounty platform hacker one and the department agencies overseeing the pilot program between july 4th and 11th of those 349 were deemed actionable paying out seventy-five thousand dollars in total bounties and another thirty-five thousand bonuses and awards in just seven days hack us ethical hackers submitted 648 reports including numerous ones which would be considered critical had they not been identified and remediated during the bug bounty challenge. The bounty challenge shows the extra value we can earn by leveraging their subject matter expertise in an incentivized manner. The department launched its first bug bounty dubbed Hack the Pentagon in 2016. 
it's now kind of become a trend, but 350 critical vulnerabilities uh, within DOD. Good for them. Maybe they should do these every other week. And our final story of the day is an ex-NSA employee that's been arrested for trying to sell U.S. secrets to a foreign government. You may ask yourself, why did Jara Sebastian Dahlke of Colorado Springs, Colorado, who's a 30-year-old NSA contractor who worked who was employed at the NSA for less than a month from June 6th to July 1st, who was serving as an information system security designer as part of a temporary assignment in D.C. Why did he decide to sell classified information? Well, apparently, he did a 23andMe. Seriously, could you not? He's like, huh, I'm Russian. You know what I should do? I should probably sell a bunch of information to the Russians since the 23andMe DNA allegedly says that I'm Russian. And I'll probably get some crypto for it. Um, and and while I'm at it, I'll, I'll do just that. The, DO, the DOJ is, has been tight-lipped about the name of the foreign government, but there are indications that it could be uh, Russia, given the fact that Dalkey claimed to have attempted to establish contact through a submission to the SVR Tor site. It's worth pointing out that the SVR, Russia's foreign intelligence service, set up a secure drop-like whistleblowing platform on the dark web in April of last year. On top of that, uh, email communications with the agent also show that Dalki was motivated by the fact that his heritage ties back to your country and he has questions our role in damage to the world in the past. There you go, folks. That's what happens when you do that. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it for our show today. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless right there, folks. Uh, Please, if you take a 23 and me, whatever you do, please don't take those seriously. I really think those are for entertainment purposes. I really do. I really didn't. Don't give your DNA to anyone. This guy's like a contractor for the NSA. That should be like an immediate red flag. An immediate red flag. Did you submit your DNA to 23 and me or my heritage or any one of those websites? Yes. Sorry. Thank you very much. See ya. I hear Starbucks is hiring. You can relate to whatever you do there. At least that's, yeah. All right. That's it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember, Wednesday, I'm off for Yom Kippur. I'll get to repent for all the smack I spoke this morning. Uh, And then we'll be back on Thursday to wrap up this week. Till then, have a great rest of your day. Kick off this week. I wish you all a very, very quiet, stress-free week for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I'm sure uh, everyone will be enjoying it. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.